Hello, welcome to Spotlight, holding a candle for the lantern of the arts. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, it's all about the fungi and the lichen and the moulds at the wonderful Loom Gallery in Laxey. It's the crucible in Peel, and the first part of a wonderful chat with sculptor Rob Jones and his friend and mentor, the world-renowned sculptor Michael Sandel. And a poem from the Manx Bard Boxy. Remember, do get in touch with any creative, artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or really want to put in that spotlight poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, film, mime, ceramics, and all the others. Email spotlight at manxradio.com or just howardcane at manxradio.com. I'd love to hear from you. So, to start, we'll head up north to catch up with the artist Julia Aspie-Smythe, curator at the Loom Gallery in Laxey, a wonderful place to behold, and a super seasonal exhibition, just drawing to a close, but there is time. We were talking earlier on with uh, Julia here about this very exhibition, when it was um, we were talking about it being set up. Here it is now in all its glory. You've still got a little bit of time to come down and see it, so I thought we'd give you a bit of a reminder to do so if you haven't already. So that's quite a long title. So it's fungi and uh, moulds and algae. And moss, lichen, yeah, slime moulds, smuts, liverworts, um, rusts. All those ones. Yes. So that, that was the basic theme and this was an open exhibition for anyone to put in a piece, whether it was a straight on canvas, whether it was three-dimensional, whether it was sculpture, but basically on that theme. Yeah, anywhere along those things that I don't necessarily fall within the animal or plant kingdom. A lot of them fall outside of their, on their own kingdom of weird and wonderful shapes and colours and forms. Uh, so, yeah, we've got them in all ways in the exhibition. A terrific amount. Of, I mean, the whole place is full of colour and shapes and, as you mentioned, pretty much everything you can think of and um, we're just standing well actually we'll just go back a little bit here because there's a wonderful one just as you come in which faces you as you come in which is a really good size an amazing semi three-dimensional piece which is a piece of felt work work uh, just called lichen i thought at first they were dried mushrooms but this is all uh, now what's it called again is it an extra fine silt an extra fine felt there's pre-felt felting silk Rami, which is a very, very fine cotton fibre, according to our fibre expert downstairs, John, in the mill. Um, and so she's felted it, wet felted it and sewing, and it is, it's just delightful and very textural. You want to poke it. Um, it. Just, if you looked at lichen really, really closely, you can imagine this is what it looks like. Um, it's fabulous. It is gorgeous, very textural, done in beautiful autumnal colours as well, of sort of russets and browns and different shades of greens and such like. A gorgeous thing, and yeah, very, as you say, very tactile, that one. Right behind us is another one that caught my eye as soon as we came through as well, which are just these stunning uh, photographs. Uh, quite a few of them by David Salter, a local photographer. Yes, yeah, from South the Island, I believe, I could be wrong. Um, and Sean Carl. Sean Corlett and Patricia Tutt. Oh, uh, Patricia's a uh, well-known photographer on the island, but yeah, they're such an array of the tiny, tiny mushrooms with some of their companions. 
and insects and down to the full forest floor and the gills and the light, uh, big um, pieces on aluminium, really fascinating. It's, it is, it's lovely. It's, the light is stunning on so many of these photographs. They are gorgeous. Let's just wander up a wee bit more uh, on this wall as well. Um, we have some other pieces here done in uh, textiles. This terrific one in front by Paige Goldsmith we were looking at. And we were trying to get the pronunciation right, and I should be able to say it's uh, Ascomycetes. So it's a, it's a type of fungus. I think it's spore shooters and such like. But again, a super textile piece, of, or tech, tactile piece, I should say, um, done in, I'm just looking at the label now. Oh, mostly in wool. Wool, mohair... A merino tapestry, but it's amazing how beautiful a cross-section of a sack fungus can be. They are gorgeous, those ones. And then right down below us, some uh, ceramics. And uh, Helen Armand, she's got some nice plates here. Oh, yes, they're beautiful. They're, you can imagine a big salad in there. Uh, they're stunning. She does beautiful mugs as well. So they're just something... I've not seen Helen's work before, so they're a real coup to have in the gallery very pleased to see those here they are gorgeous and we'll paddle up a little bit further because lots of different colors much much brighter works here on the left jane corran red rust and these look like they might be almost paintings of sort of um, what you might see down the microscope oh yes yeah she's got a good slime mold going down there as well and some green algae but they make a fabulous triptych of real vibrant color uh, just the colors within them the acid greens and the orange and greys it's abstracted versions of yeah looking down a microscope is it perfect. is isn't it yeah. and yet strangely if you stand back and just sort of just don't think about it some of it almost looks like it could be aboriginal art yeah the, it crosses so many different um styles but the you wouldn't get bored looking at them because there's always something else to take your eye in them they're they're almost like they're living down in a petri dish in front of you they are terrific and this is the whole thing this exhibition it is like a, a living life a wonderful little piece just behind me here mark smythe the chasm which is it looks like it's almost still alive i, t I, I don't know whether i'd say it was a bowl or whether it's a decoration or whatever but it's almost like a, a hollowed out piece of living tree fascinatingly done he said this has been living in his garden for ages the, and all the moss on the outside of it has been weathering for years and then he's made this fabulous vase bowl you could put a light in the bottom of you it definitely, and it yeah. would make a stunning centerpiece it's yeah. gorgeous i love that one it's very uh, yeah the inside not quite sure how he's done that very clever like all these artists are uh, wandering over to the right and we've got a little bit more in the way of uh, ceramics a brilliant piece here by colleen Corlett, a regular exhibitor lichen fungi moss and mold and oh it's <laughs> i thought it was ceramics actually a gourd yep she's very clever colleen as ever with she carves the gourds dried gourds and then dyes them and paints them and just creates fabulous shapes and the, it's exquisite. The amount of different varieties of mushrooms and fungus and it's, it's like a little encyclopedia of fungi right in front of you. It's fabulous. On the other wall opposite again, we're just in front of me now as a crossover, some lovely what look like either lithographs or they are the lino prints. Okay, yeah, all there. Uh, Lino prints and some graphite and paper. So again, but nonetheless beautiful by just being in that lovely black and white. Yeah, great studies of chanterelles and flyographics and the fat bottoms, penny bonds, and then um, actual 
prints from turkey tail fungus uh, and then the, the drawings from Andrew McKellar and Ellie Baker. I love Lightner prints, uh, so the mushrooms really lend themselves to make great designs. I'm just going to bring you back to where you come in, actually, just as you actually enter into the exhibition. Here's a piece. Now, this is interesting because um, it says, I looked at it just when I came in. You said, ooh, controversial, that one. Uh, it's a piece of art. Uh, when you look at it, it's sort of illuminated from within or it's on an iPad or something. It's that sort of look about it. It's Again, it's got quite a trippy, hippie, fairy feel to it in lots of a little cottage lit from within and in a sort of forest of mushrooms. But it's AI. It is AI, yes. Now, normally, I would not be allowing such a thing in to a gallery, but this has come as a debating piece. So being open-minded, it's really fascinating to see how people react to AI and how they, their views on it. So this is here so that people can have their say. It's such a contentious subject, AI art, um, whether it's real or not, or the fact that it takes pictures from other artists or photographers. And so here you can have your say and it, and say exactly what you want. You can be as vehement as you like <laughs> and as candid. And it's interesting to see how other artists or non-artists, if they their views correlate. Um, but it's here. AI is here. So some way we have to find a way to live with it. Um, and so this is a very interesting ex exercise in what people think about such things. And you're quite right in a way that there's no point in trying to hide away from it. it it's here and it's going to remain here and probably going to get an awful lot better. It will become more sophisticated, guaranteed, just like computers and such things have done over the years. Things that became very clunky to start with are now so sophisticated. And maybe there is an argument to say that people will then want and have a desire for actual handcrafted, ha passionate art straight from the artist because AI will become so saturated around everywhere. So maybe it will spin it round, who knows? Um, but you are most welcome to come down and have your say on the, on the debate chart down on the, on the table here. And it's already been, clearly, it's been generating quite a lot of chat. And I just had a quick skim through them. It's not all against. It's it's a mixed bag. There are some saying, oh, this isn't art. It's just lazy and it's whatever. But other people saying, other people more saying, well, you know what, we've got to move with it. And this could be at least a part of the future. Some people consider it another tool, which um, they could be completely right in that that it's just another tool just like digital art just like photography just like a paintbrush it's just a different tool um and so we will see uh, that some people are completely on the fence with it as well they don't they don't want to be uh told that it's wrong and they mm. don't want to be told it's right they want to make their own mind up and some of the images are fabulous but it's the issue of where the computer has dragged those images from. Whether it's plagiarism, whether it's copyright breach, there is all that other side of it as well. And the dates then, I know it's uh, running into November, when uh, is the closing date? 
It closes on the 4th of November. We are yeah. out to, yeah, Tuesdays to Saturdays, 10 till 5, we're open. Do make the effort to check it out. It's open until and including Saturday. It's more than worthwhile. Great stuff. A wonderful thing to behold. Most pieces are for sale at very reasonable prices, as Julia says. Cracking presents. Or something for your own wall. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. A bit of poetry. We always like to check in with the current bard. Amazingly, we're on our third bard since I took over the spotlight mantle. We're now with the wonderful Boxy, already well into her tenure and enjoying every minute of it, as far as I can tell. We'll catch up with her proper around about Christmas time. For now, here she is with a suitably chilly little number. This is about the island of Menanan. Island of Menanan, his cloak wrapped tight around his realm, hiding it from others, keeping us safe. Safely soaked to the cliched shriveling skin from autumn till the middle of March, our mist on the mountain, perpetual mizzle, unless it's actually raining and blowing a hooli. It penetrates even the most waterproof of clothing, wrinkling and crinkling skin and flesh, so my weary bones cry out, no more, I am too chilled and frozen to my very core, you've gone too far, Manan and MacLear. Thaw me, please, in a nice hot bath with loads of radox bubbles or magic me away to Africa or just pop me down to Spain. Allow me to enjoy some winter sunshine whilst your island's sodden ground still slumbers. Then bring me safe back home once May bursts forth in glorious sunshine bathing me in warmth and eagerness, just in time for TT Week. I think we might have another from Boxy next week. Let's see how we go. For now, we're off to another wonderful art gallery, this time at the House of Manannan in Peel, where you'll currently find a very different type of art on display. Crucible is a fantastic collection of sculptures and drawings by local artist Rob Jones. He uses largely discarded steel items for his work, often mounted on old oil drums as plinths, and explores themes of waste and decadence, the climate crisis, burning of fossil fuels, and certainly finds how beauty can always be seen in the most unpromising of materials given the right eyes. And skill, of course. He was joined at the opening of the exhibition by mentor, friend and former island resident, the world-renowned sculptor Michael Sandel. A couple of great pieces of his work, of course, here on the island, a place which holds very special memories for him. We sat down amongst the art to have a chat. I mean, we do live in quite decadent times. It's it's a throwaway culture. Um, When I'm making my artwork, I'm always... I'm always trying to limit how much you have to, what a new material you have to buy. I'm always trying to find a piece of material instead, or I'm upcycling stuff all the time. Um, I'm using a byproduct really of 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 the steel industry, the the offcuts and what's often thrown in a in a metal skip. You're sitting next to Michael here now. You you've been, I suppose, what a student of Michael's. You've known yeah, Michael for a long time. Say that. No, no. How long have we known each other? Uh, quite a while now. Uh, I wouldn't say I, I'm, I've become a sort of mentor, mm-hmm. 
But um, I recognised some time ago that Rob stood out because I was a patron of the Sale Gallery and I saw some of his work before I knew him. And I thought, well, this stands out. This is this is serious because there's an awful lot of stuff in the uh, Sale Gallery which I described as local tat uh, and not art. I got very cross about that. In fact, uh, I complained all the time that the Sale Gallery should not be a shop selling local tat. It should be a centre of excellence. And it had put on some good shows, but I, I saw this this guy has got something, and I was dead right. So he has. So I'm not really. He's not a student of mine. Uh, he's somebody I believe in, and I've encouraged. And you, it doesn't matter how old you are, you need him to be encouraged. But no, he's a very serious sculptor. This is a fantastically good show. Uh, and um, what delights me is the drawings, because they're very, very, very good. They stand out and, and chime wonderfully with the sculpture. And this is a fairly new development, so he's now a different sort of artist with a bigger scope. It's wonderful. And that actually harks back to a little chat we were having as we were enjoying our chocolate there a moment ago mm. and uh, just having a cuppa. But you were saying about sort of you know commercial tat, as it were, which people might often think of when they go to some galleries looking around. How would you distinguish, in your mind, between what you describe as perhaps tat or commercial tat or something overly commercialised and good art? Uh, the thing is that if the work is serious and genuine and it comes from the artist's soul, you know that immediately. If it's fraudulent and it's rubbish, you also know that. Uh, there's a talent for recognising quality in art. You don't necessarily have to know a great deal of art, art education or anything like that. If you read the comments on the, 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 this, all these visitors, they've got it. They can see it's good, right? And it is good, it's serious. Um, there's a huge difference between serious art because you don't enjoy it necessarily. It's hard work. It's, it's not something that gives you a huge amount of pleasure all the time. If you're a hobbyist, of course, it's all very nice and you do it to escape. It's escapism. If you're a serious artist, it's actually therapy for you. It's psychotherapy for you primarily. Because if you don't do it, you're going to go mad. You're going to get very sick, very angry. Because real artists are always troubled. And you do art to try to make yourself whole. And that's what all there is to it. There's a very interesting, iconic book written in the 30s by a Viennese psychiatrist called Ernst Kris called Psychoanalytical Explorations in Art. And every one of the artists he deals with, they were all mostly manic depressive or what is now called bipolar. And a lot of them were absolutely mad as a box of frogs. If you're normal, right, you need not apply. You're in the wrong game. <laughs> you normal, Rob? Um, uh, probably, yeah. No, I, you're think not. You find, I think you find a lot of don't people lie. probably of say, not. I, I'm not. Of course you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to give a straight answer to that one. Yeah. But do you see, as Michael was saying, that do you see your work and your art as therapy? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I do agree with Mike that... Um, uh, if you're creative and it's in you to be, you know, to create, if you don't do that or you suppress it or you're not given the opportunity to express that, I don't think you're going to be in a very good place, right? I think, I think you're in a much better place. However, 
whatever mountains you may need to climb to which you know when, when you go on an artistic path or a creative path whether it be music or sculpture whatever you're doing it's not necessarily an easy road but i think it's a lot better than not doing work and not being creative you know you just got to get on and do it and it's it's very hard because you're sort of exposing yourself to criticism really aren't you you're putting your soul out there and people can be pretty harsh you know i mean even people who like art artwork and and whatever you know i mean they, they they're the first to criticize but actually putting yourself out there takes a lot of a lot of guts really yes, it's, it's not true. it's not easy you like interpolate something there if you don't show it you don't you're not subjected to criticism now sometimes the criticism is nonsense it, it, or sometimes they, people tell you things that are true and if you're a big enough person you accept the criticism and i suppose it, it is exactly that isn't it as you were saying michael and also just yourself rob as well that if you are working as a professional artist you, you do have to bear your soul and equally you've just got to follow your own path and absolutely. i suppose ignore frankly what anyone else says absolutely um it, it's it, it you do it for yourself first and you, obviously it's nice if people enjoy what you've done but that's not going to be the case ever you know you're always going to get mixed opinions mm. on what you do so primarily you're doing this for yourself but you'd like to think it enriches people and some people get it some people enjoy it and and the more exposure to this sort of this kind of art on the island is is for the better really because people are never going to understand work like this unless you get exposure and we get exposure to an awful lot of work that Mike's already described and um, there's no end of it on the island and there's pretty pictures of you know Peel Harbour etc um, but actually this sort of artwork there's not a lot of exposure I mean why do people have to go to you know major cities to to see this kind of work why is it not here why is there not more on the island you know I mean to educate people they've got to be exposed to it they've got to be able to see it and there's just not enough and you actually obviously started training over here originally michael in the what 1950s I would it be to the douglas school of art and technology mm-hmm. yes a uh, very interesting period of my life i i actually did learn a lot uh, particularly from a teacher called eric hulgrave whose daughter was here last yesterday. Eric taught me an awful lot. I did, I learnt an awful lot from there. And um, I'm very grateful. I'm immensely grateful to have been brought up in the Isle of Man because the landscape, the colours, and being surrounded by the sea. I mean, uh, there's, there's an article in a, right. a magazine called uh, Sculpture Journal, where I was interviewed by an academic called Julia Kelly. And it's about the influence of the sea on my work. Which, it, an awful lot of instances like like I've got the lifeboat memorial and I've done the international maritime seafarers memorial I've got uh, the monument to the memorial to the siege of Malta uh, which is an island and actually I have close contact with the island interesting enough and uh, so the sea plays a huge part of my work and as I say the, the light in the island changes all the time and I used to spend ages when I was a at Douglas High School and at the art school in the Manx Museum, when it was empty those days, you could w- walk around and dream 
and look at the Archer Knox watercolours, and I, they influenced me, because he got the light. By God, he was good. Yeah, I'm very, very lucky to be brought up in the Archer This Knox. sort of exhibition which stops you in your tracks and makes you think. Again, I recommend you check it out. Rather more time for this one, though. It runs through until January, but do get down at some stage. That's about it this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to magsradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where and when you want. Why not try it whilst checking your bonfire for hedgehogs? See you next week. Until then, look after yourselves, and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio. Cheerio.